0: This is Janelle Wood, and you are listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. Well, hi, friend, welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast. Whether you've been here before you're listening in for the first time, I love to share what we're all about here. Finding something real is an intentional journey designed especially for someone who's not sure about relationship with Jesus Christ. And as someone who's been through my own ups and downs with faith, I wanted to create a special place for people. Finding something real is about finding restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. Those are things I believe we all desire that Jesus Christ has the ultimate answers for. And you see, I don't just believe in Jesus because he's changed my life, although he has. I believe in him because he's radically real. So if you find that all super hard to believe, I understand that. And if you're skeptical, hey, you've come to the right place. But I invite people to just, hey, let's go on a journey together. So today we're launching season six. And the way this podcast works is a little different than other podcasts. Here, every month, we try to invite a different young woman to share her story, to talk about her questions, and we invite guests who can address her honest questions from a Christian perspective. So this month, you're going to listen to episodes curated by my friend Gracie. You're going to love hearing from her in this first episode of season six. Gracie has some really honest questions about pain and suffering The church, hurt, eternity, free will, and God's character and purpose. And I'm hoping we can get to all of her questions this month. I don't know, we might have to create some bonus content. But Gracie, if you're listening, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being vulnerable and raw about your story, your questions, and who you are. So now, listener, we'll get to today's episode in just a moment. But if you like this podcast, here's a couple words regarding stuff that helps keep us on the air. Hi friend, this podcast is sponsored in part by Faithful Counseling. Life is full of ups and downs, unexpected twists and turns, and sometimes we struggle with all that can come our way. Faithful Counseling will assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist who is also a practicing Christian. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And as someone with a master's degree in counseling psychology and whom at various times in the past 20 or so years has benefited from seeing a professional therapist, I know the value that professional counseling can bring because we all need someone to talk with and Faithful Counseling can help. Please visit faithfulcounseling.com slash finding something real to sign up for professional faith-based counseling. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. There's also a special offer for Finding Something Real listeners to get 10% off your first month at faithfulcounseling.com/slash finding something real. Thanks again to Faithful Counseling for being a sponsor of this episode.
1: Hi friend, this is Tara Catherine, assistant producer here at the Finding Something Real podcast. This podcast is supported by listeners like you, so please comment, subscribe, follow, like, share, all the things. And one of the biggest things you can do to help keep this podcast on the air is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love your reviews. Your public feedback is a huge help to show others that we are not alone over here. So will you please do us a favor, as long as you're not driving right this minute? Will you hit pause and go write a review? It won't cost you anything more than just maybe 30 seconds of your time. Maybe you'll even hear your review here on a future episode. This week, we want to give a special thanks to reviewer Waiting for Pottermore, who wrote, This is an amazing show for Christian skeptics or questioners. You can tell that Janelle really cares about the skeptic she's not interested in just winning apologetic arguments, but she is interested in helping people encounter Jesus by meeting them where they're at. Thank you Waiting for Pottermore, and thank you listener in advance for helping tell others about this podcast by leaving your review. Well, welcome back to the <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast, friends. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm laughing, and, and my co-host here is laughing because we just wasted about seven minutes of our life.
2: <laughs> no, I wouldn't call it a waste. I feel like we had, to, we had to get here. We had to
0: get here. This was a, it was a journey that was meant to be. Um, if you had seen us a few minutes ago, I didn't have this on my head, and I had a little less gray hair. Um <laughs> But uh, we're here anyway, and I'm really excited. If you are a new listener of the Finding Something Real podcast, you uh, may not know this, but every month we have a different young woman on the podcast, sharing her faith story, sharing a little about herself and where she's at with faith, but also asking some hard faith questions and uh, objections or concerns that she has about Christianity, God, or religion in general. And so we have a lot of different co-hosts with a lot of different journeys and stories. But what I love about every co-host that I've had on so far is that It's so relatable to listen to these different questions and um, concerns and also stories. And I think um, one of my hopes with this podcast is that it would build empathy and bridges and also invitation that this would be an invitation to the listener to get to know uh, these young women and their stories and their questions an invitation to somebody who maybe is experiencing similar questions or concerns um, and an invitation to uh, my co-host as well uh, to go on a journey with me as we invite Christian guests on to address these honest questions um, hopefully in truth and love and so um, I'm just excited about uh, season six um, it's a uh, it's launching today and uh, a couple things real quick. I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm just looking down awkwardly because I'm not used to not looking at my notes. We're trying to go with video. If there's no video at this, it, it was a strategic decision not to post the video. Um, Basically, because we weren't ready. Um, But hopefully by the end of season six, we'll be there. Um, But anyway, real quick, if you have not been to findingsomethingreal.com yet, I invite you to go over there. You can find free resources and occasional blog posts very occasional I'm afraid but by the time you listen to this maybe it won't be as, o- as occasional uh, go check it out um, and then ask me why I'm not posting more um, and then uh, if you're interested if you're a young woman interested in being on this podcast you can check out um, be a co-host on there um, as well as if you're a listener who wants to support what we're doing here check out uh, support the podcast and find out more about that and I am like fumbling with things for no reason I have no idea anyway anyway <laughs> All that to say, I really hope you get to see some of this video because um, I'm joined today by a very kind and fun young woman. And I have to say, I met her at the beginning of the summer. I went to this coffee shop, really great uh, little local coffee shack, uh, to be honest. And uh, there was this vivacious young woman, we were talking, and she was so engaging and fun. And I thought, instantly in the back of my head because i've been doing this format for two years i thought i want this young woman to be on my podcast one day and uh what do you know she said yes eventually we'll we'll talk about that and um come to find out we knew a bunch of the same people is that right gracie
2: that is correct yes
0: So we were previously, uh, a minute ago when we were recording earlier, talking about Bob's Corn. I think we should give a plug for Bob's Corn, even though they're not a sponsor of this. (laughs) Sarah, if you're listening, you should sponsor the Finding Something Real podcast. So uh, yeah, Gracie, tell everyone what Bob's Corn is, because it's a pretty cool thing.
2: Yeah, so Bob's Corn is a pumpkin maze slash, oh wait no, corn maze slash pumpkin patch, and they have it running they do like a sunflower festival at the end of summer and me and my sisters we run our own business there as well and we do crepe stand a little crepe stand there and it's really fun it's a family oriented farm family comes first there which is a really high value for me so i love to be able to work there and have my business run out of there because i love to support something like that and the family who owns it is wonderful and i've grown up with them and it's just an overall really good place to be
0: Yes, and Sarah and Bob are amazing people, and their girls are really special. And yeah. So when is your crepe business open? And you'll be back in 2023, you think?
2: Uh, for the crepe stain, mm-hmm. Yes, I will be back. Me, we do it every year, and it's our little tradition now, and so it doesn't feel right if we're not if we're not at Bob's Ford. So yeah, we'll be back.
0: What's crazy about all that is that I had a business there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I told you that, right? Didn't I?
2: I don't remember exactly. Tell me again.
0: Okay. I was a new mom. I was quitting my um, full-time job. And Sarah was like, well, come do pictures here. And so I did pictures there when my little boy was five months old. And then I did it, I think, for a few, uh, it was like a few years. So I went to Bob's Corn. It was really cold. Um, I, I did not know what I was doing. I, I knew how to take pictures, but I didn't know how to make it like, a you know, a lucrative business there. Um but it was it was hilarious and fun, and we took lots of great pictures. I I built up. It was at the time when people were like building up their Facebook following because Instagram wasn't really a thing yet. <laughs> maybe it was, but maybe it wasn't. I don't know. And uh, it was it was lots of memories. I took some really good pictures of the Ricky family and the babies. So yeah, it was really fun. See, I know. I I know exactly what it's like to have a business there, not a successful one, but. <laughs>
2: No, it sounds wonderful. You're coming back this year, or not? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <She> said no. <laughs> that was
0: over ten years ago when I gave that up. When that ship sailed, Gracie. Yep. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to come check out the crepes. So, anyway, so if you're in Washington, um, you should try out Bob's Corn um, in the fall because family-oriented and very, very fun, and it's a whole experience. It's worth a long drive. Um, But anyway, Gracie, I met you at the coffee stand here four hours away from Bob's Corns, Nahomish. And so would you share a little bit about who you are, how old you are? Um, Yeah, just whatever you wanna share.
2: Yeah, so um, my name is Gracie and I'm 20 years old and my family, I was born in South Dakota. Um, Really?
0: What part of South
2: Dakota? (laughs) Um, I was born in Rapid City, South Dakota. Shout out. Um, My dad was in the Air Force. We kind of traveled around a lot as a kid. Um, Born in South Dakota, we kind of lived random places and we moved to Abilene, Texas. And that was a really fun place to live. I loved the heat. It was so amazing. And then yeah, we moved back up to Washington to be closer to family and yeah and he, here i am all these years later and i love it so.
0: wow so you lived in rapid city for how long brian's uh, grandparents lived there so really? yeah i mean th- uh, you wouldn't know them because that was <laughs> way before your time but um yeah how long how old were you when you moved down to texas
2: um i was still pretty young i believe i was like six or seven at the time or maybe even younger than that um i would say probably like six years old Then we moved to Texas, and I lived there until I was about nine, and then we moved up here and then started school and all that up here, so yeah.
0: Wow, and South Dakota has really brutal winters. What's been your favorite place to live, do you think?
2: My favorite place to live? Um, I would probably say Washington because I've spent the most time here, and I've got to see the most of the state. But ideally, I really did love Texas for the heat and, yeah, the heat.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) so west side or east side, Washington State? Draw a line in the sand, will you?
2: (laughs) Um, I would probably, I really like both sides, but this summer I've really grown to appreciate the east side. So, as of now, where I'm standing, I would probably say the east side.
0: That's impolitical, but... (laughs) Nice answer. If you're from Snohomish, maybe she'll have changed her mind by the time you talk with her. (laughs) Uh, Gracie, I asked you to be on this podcast. When was it? It was sometime in the end of June, uh, beginning of July, I think it was. And you were like, really? Really? What was going through your mind when you were like, oh podcast Janelle
2: what I was actually very excited I, I love listening to podcasts and just listening to like stories in general so I was really excited that somebody wanted to hear mine so I was really excited about that
0: <laughs> have you listened to this podcast you know what you're getting yourself into
2: I have not no but I after this I guarantee I will because I'm very curious to see I just kind of wanted to come in with an open mind and just kind of see how things went and then go from there
0: that's a very good answer, too. <laughs>
2: I think you're good at answering
0: the questions, Gracie. <laughs> All right. So Gracie, on this podcast, she does know a few things. By the way, I didn't trick her. She knows. <laughs> you know where this is oh, going. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. I know where this is yeah.
0: going. <laughs> no. Um, tell, tell whoever's listening a little bit about your faith journey, what that's been like.
2: Yeah. So I have grown up in a very loving very faith-based household and my parents from a young age just really told us like the way Jesus loves like that's how you should love and I still like to this day do agree with that and grew up in a Christian household and then when I was younger I was thinking I was like eight or nine I remember sitting at Our table in Texas and I just looked at my mom and I was like I'm ready to give my life to Jesus it was so such a random time looking back but at the time it just I knew it just I for some reason just felt it and so she prayed with me and I gave my life to Jesus and then she just kind of explained like what that looked like but also rather than explaining it like she showed me from example like what a godly woman would look like and so I had a really good role model to look up to and then when I was in eighth grade, I believe I got baptized at a summer camp, which was like very amazing. Like my life felt changed after that. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you know, I grew up, I kept getting older and then some, you know, just some things happened at the church and just kind of like made me maybe think that maybe that church wasn't the one for me. And then as time got on, I just kind of not necessarily like separated myself, but just from the people who went there mainly. But now I'm just like, I have a very open mind to everything. I'm not closed off at all, but yeah, I've just kind of been more like questionable of things. And like, I like, I mean, like I like to figure, I'm a girl with questions, so I like to figure things out. But yeah, I would say as of now, I'm just very open-minded. Like I believe that there's a God, I just, think sometimes the representatives that he has are not the best but yeah
0: so i'll I'll pick apart a few of those <laughs> things no 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 <laughs> no um it was great okay so you said a lot there but there's a lot to unpack um what what do you think made you uh give your life to christ at eight years old what was it and and between that time when you were like I think you said eighth grade when you got baptized like between eight and 14 what was that like
2: well I really saw through my mom like what a lot of like she loves everybody she meets and to me I wanted to be like that and she says like Jesus calls us to like love the unlovely but that can be anything like it can just be people who just maybe feel like they're unlovely within themselves and so, from from then on, I decided, like, I want to be like my mom, like, I want to live like her, and, like, these things were so important to her that I made them important to myself because I wanted to grow up and be like her, and then, yeah, I got baptized, and I really, if my faith became my own. Um, I made that decision, and my parents, it was at a summer camp, I remember, and my parents drove out and watched me get baptized, and... It was very beautiful yeah it was a very beautiful time and since then I wouldn't say I've changed very much I've just become like more aware of the things in the world because I mean when you're in eighth grade you don't really you don't really know a whole bunch but I would still say I stand by that decision from getting baptized and yeah.
0: What did your faith how how was it manifested in your life Were you like going to youth group, going to church, reading your Bible, uh, telling people about Jesus? What was it like for you uh, making that decision, and what impact did it have on your life?
2: So after I made that decision, I started. I I'd been going to youth group. My my I love being social, and so my mom plugged me into a youth group in middle school, and I would go there a lot, and then. After I like gave my life to Jesus and got baptized, I started helping out at the middle school youth group. And so when I was a freshman in high school, I became a sixth grade leader. And that was amazing. That like completely changed my life because I loved having all of these girls. Like, cause at one point I was in their spot and I needed somebody and I didn't have anybody there. And so I wanted to like be that person for all these people. And yeah, I would say I, I stayed with them until I graduated my senior year. And so they became freshmen when I was a senior. And it was really beautiful. Like, I loved seeing the progress that they all made and how they were all impacted. And they had very open minds and lots of questions. And I loved getting it, or being able to answer those. And, yeah.
0: You seem to be getting a little emotional there. What was uh, What was triggering some of that?
2: Just the fact of like not having a person and needing that but i'm grateful that i was able to become that for those people
0: when did you need someone like that and they they weren't there for you
2: probably when i was in like sixth grade about that time and then um middle school was hard but Um, yeah, it was, I just needed somebody to be there and it was really hard because all my leaders at the time were very inconsistent and they would come sometimes, they wouldn't come other times to the youth group and it just, I really wanted to be the person that I didn't have and so that was my like mission statement for going into being the leader because I thought, or those kind of things, or that was something I lacked and so it was important to me to be that for girls who didn't have that because I know what it feels like to be in that spot.
0: Wow. What about Jesus? Uh, What was he like for you in that time?
2: He brought a comfort in that time, and I, I love praying. That's something I always do. I see an ambulance going by, and I instantly pray no matter where I'm at, who I'm with. It's just, I send a little prayer out there, and so during those years, that really was when it became something very important to me, and I really just started praying and lifting up my thoughts and my fears and my worries, and and he became like my best friend. I mean, that's like, I remember my mom always told me just talk to him like a friend, and so that's what I would do. I would fall asleep praying almost every night, just like getting lost in the prayer, but yeah, he became like a sounding board for me then, and so,
0: yeah. Um, One more question about that, and then we'll kind of move on to when you got a little older, but What about the Bible? How was that for you uh, during that time or even as you got older?
2: I'm gonna be honest. I am not a reader. I do not like find a lot of I my brain. I can't imagine things in it. Like I don't have any pictures. It's just black up there. So reading just does not do a lot for me. So I would listen to people read it sometimes and that would help. But I would really just find, like, individual verses at the time to memorize and ones that were helpful to me at, at the time that, like, go, with whatever was going on in my life, I would just find, like, Psalms was always my favorite because they were short and sweet. And so I would I would memorize the Psalms or whatever at the time it just felt right.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then tell me about as you got older and some of the stuff about church that started to happen.
2: Yeah, so just as I got older, I really, I feel like I had almost an innocent, like, point of view. I thought that everybody who's a Christian would just be loving and open and welcoming, and it was just kind of a rough awakening to realize, like, that's not it. Like, that's not how it is all the time, and that doesn't mean that there's not good people out there, amazing people in the church, but, like, we all fall short of the glory of God, right? And at the time, I was just thinking everyone was just going to be kind of nice, and that's just not how it was, and so that was kind of a ruder awakening, but um, yeah, I think I really had a hard time in high school. I was at this um, summer camp, and one of my siblings was there as well, and they got um, sent home from it because they did something that was worthy of being sent home for, but it was really hard because after that the church asked them not to come back and in my mind that just didn't really make sense because I'm like this is when they need you the most and you're not there for them and that was really hard for me to see that with my own eyes and experience that within my own house of having like the church just not be there when someone needs it and my mom's always told me like God loves the unlovely and that's how I've tried to live my life and it was just hard to see somebody who was literally the representation of supposed to be the representation of God's love and his mercy and his grace just not embody any of that and like I said nobody is perfect I don't blame them at all but it just really was something I didn't really realize was going on at the time and yeah that, that was that was hard to see and hard to be at home and see my sibling upset about that and they tried to reach out like later on, but at that time, there was too many different things that had happened, and it was just too late f- and yeah, I don't
0: <laughs> so it sounds like that kind of put a little wedge in your experience with church, would you say?
2: yeah, I, I would definitely say I think it was like I mentioned just hard to see somebody who, in my mind, is supposed to be like it's hard to hold anybody to a perfect standard, but Like, this kid is obviously aching and hurting in their heart, and you just left them behind. And that was just really hard to see because in my mind, that's not what Jesus would do. He would be there. Yeah, so that definitely drove a little wedge in there.
0: So did you find a new church then?
2: I did not, no. I just kind of did my own thing after that. Like, we still, I still go to church. I... I'm not opposed to like hearing teachings or anything like that. I just have a shifted mindset when it comes to it now. More guarded in my heart for sure.
0: Friend, if you're enjoying this episode, you may also enjoy exclusive bonus content each month. Finding Something Real is a podcast that has some costs associated with it. We have a website, monthly subscriptions to stay organized, we design things. We like to pay an assistant producer who keeps things going around here, that kind of stuff. We're not in the business of trying to make money, but we are in the business of wanting to keep this show going and be sustainable. So we use Patreon, and if you haven't heard of it, Patreon is the best place for creators to build memberships by providing exclusive access to their work and a deeper connection with their communities. Each month, patrons who support Finding Something Real get a bonus episode where we recap the month's episodes. Often those episodes feature our co-hosts and they will often share what this journey was like. There's other perks over there too, and it's easy to get involved. Just go to findingsomethingreal.com and click support at the top of the page. We'd love to have you over there in our Patreon community. So tell me where you're at now. Like uh, you said, you're more open. You you still believe in God and that kind of thing. Tell me about your relationship with Jesus now and tell me about your relationship with church now.
2: Yeah. So I've really had to come to the conclusion of, um, that I was upset with the person, but now I realize that it's like more, it's, it's on them for what they did. And that's not what Jesus represents because, in my heart like I know if Jesus was here with me in person he would have been there with with my sibling and he would have been there to be the first one to be like I still love you like yes you made the wrong decision but you are still loved and that doesn't make you any less and I just yeah I I go to church one of my really close friends she has a really strong faith and so it definitely inspires me to want to go and just see it again because seeing like the light in her but yeah no I just would say I'm just still questioning like I believe in God and I do believe in that but it's just hard when like the representation of it is not as solid as I would have expected it to be but
0: yeah I I mean it sounds like you went through some hard things um So you said you kind of did your own thing. Uh, How long have you been kind of doing your own thing for, does it feel like?
2: Probably a couple years now. As when I was growing up, my parents really encouraged us to go to church. And then after we graduated high school, it kind of became more of like our, our option. Like my mom still goes and my dad, but it just became more of an option. And personally, like I'm not opposed to it. Like I was saying, I still go with my mom. But on my own time, I just I'm not sure. I just haven't. I don't feel in like a a pull to go. And my mom, she also <laughs> you're gonna hear me mention my mom a lot. She's been a very important person in my life. But she's always like told us that church is like anywhere where your heart is. Like where two or more are gathered, like there he will be also. She always prays that over us and. So I just try to do things that I feel like are honoring towards him like I try to love everyone who I meet and like be open and listen to what they have to say and try to love like he would. So it's not necessarily a church, but I try to like love like Jesus would.
0: Yeah. What does your relationship with Christ look like now?
2: I would say that I I still pray like quite a bit because Sometimes it's hard having so much going on in your mind. So I give that to him. But outside of that, I would say that's about all. Like, I pray like when my family's sick or when they're doing well, like the the power of prayer is very real. And my mom has told me and yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like every time I have a worry or something in my brain, it just makes me feel better when I pray and just give it to him. Like that's how I, it almost confirms that there is God out there because it's like almost instantaneous but as of now I would say I'm just very mellow in my faith like I could be doing more but I just don't feel the need right now honestly yeah Um. and I'm okay with that where I'm at but it's hard when there's a lot of people around you like making you feel like you need to be doing more and maybe that's just me putting that on myself but does sometimes feel like that but I would say where I'm at right now I'm okay with it and I'm like still very curious on how some people have as strong of a faith as they do but I'd say I'm doing good with where I am
0: so why did you say yes to coming on this podcast are you and and I want to ask are you concerned that you're gonna feel some of that pressure by going through this with me or putting this out there
2: um I would say I'm not necessarily concerned. I'm just interested to hear or like for some of my close people to hear this podcast just because like I don't really share this part of my life that often and so that part's a little intimidating but I know that like this will not change the how they view me or like their love that they have or at least I hope not but I'm not scared of it because this is who I am so does feel like it deserves to be known.
0: So why did you say yes?
2: I said yes, because I was very intrigued, actually when you told me that there that you just want to have real conversation. I feel like that's hard to come by these days, especially with a topic like this of just being like very open and vulnerable. Like that's not a lot something a lot of people want to do and having open mind. Like I felt very comfortable coming on here because I knew that you would be like more open-minded and you just genuinely wanted to hear what I had to say and that's honestly in the end why I ended up coming and showing up here today because I knew it was like a safe place
0: oh, well, I'm glad you came on here <laughs> I told Gracie when I uh, first asked her I said I want you <laughs> I think you need to be the first one that I talk with this season um I'm going to ask you a question, and it's not a judgment at all, uh, but you might feel that because uh, it's pointed. Um, I know you said you didn't, you, you weren't ever really a strong reader, but you, uh, not that you weren't a strong reader, but that you didn't love to read. <laughs> um, did you ever read the Bible for yourself?
2: For myself, as in like... Like all the way through? No, honestly, I do not have that long of an intention span. I'm not even trying to have like a reason to not do it but genuinely like I just start thinking about other things and then I that's why when I would like memorize the verses like that applied to that time in my life it would be um like better for me because it's like a small section but no I have not read it front to back
0: how about uh again not a judgment just wondering where you're at uh how about just the four gospels have you read all of those
2: If I have, I feel like it's probably been a really long time because I don't remember, but I know that I've done, been at like youth groups and Bible studies, I've gone through them, but I just, I don't know if I've necessarily read them like front to back of the chapters, but I'm familiar with them, yes.
0: So um, you mentioned that you're, uh, you're fine where you're at, you're in a good place. Tell me about that good place you're in right now. What are the things that are more important to you than this in your life right now?
2: Well, honest. What was that look on your face? Well, I, I started thinking. I was trying to think. um, I don't necessarily know if I have like in like an order in my life of like what's most important and what's not. I just feel like everything is a very even playing field for me right now, and I just feel like a lot of my days are just consumed by working or like being with people or just other things that take up my time. And I don't necessarily think it's not a priority for me, but it's just like the equal to the other things in my life
0: Uh, so what are some of your biggest values at this point in your life I know you mentioned family Mm -hmm. tell me about what you value the most
2: like from the world or like in
0: general From, from anything yeah what are the things that you value like if I was to ask you Gracie what are the things that are most important to you in life what are they
2: Definitely family. I do know that you mentioned that but my family is very important to me and also I would say my highest values are just like being I value like kindness a lot and people who are like genuinely themselves that's something that's so beautiful to me like whether that's you like love to play video games all day every day and you don't have many friends but you want to talk about it like I love hearing someone talk about the things that they're passionate about so just people being authentic like I very I value that so much and kindness and just showing love to people is so important to me because like I said like when I was younger that was something I like didn't really feel from like necessarily all of the world so I really want to like go out and give that to people who maybe don't feel that as often as they should and yeah
0: yeah That's good. Um, what are you hoping to get out of this, uh, journey, uh, this experience?
2: Honestly, I, I'm just really open to whatever, like I knew coming into it that I didn't really know what to expect. And honestly, I normally, like, I love to try things, but I have a hard time trying new things when I don't know what to expect. So this is very out of my comfort zone for me, but I just, I have a very open mind and I'm excited to just like this, have this conversation with somebody like genuinely, because like I mentioned, it was, it's not something that you find very easily these days of like genuine, true conversation about stuff like this, where there's no masks on, there's nothing like this is raw. And I was just really excited to see where it went.
0: Well, like i said i'm really glad you're here i did ask you to share some questions or objections you have about christian faith um i think mostly you just shared some questions but um and i also had another question on here that i was just at a speaker conference for apologetics which if you don't know what apologetics is it's just uh, basically giving a reason for christian faith Uh, there's all sorts of apologetics i guess but christian apologetics is giving a reason for christian faith but in gentleness and respect anyway one of the speakers gave this other question and i was like that's a really hard question but if we're going to be like really vulnerable i'm going to ask it um in fact i'm going to ask you right now oh. I, <laughs> i'm scared <laughs> i've never asked this question before but brett Kunkel, if you ever listen to this i got this from you <laughs> and actually I think, so he asked people kind of like what you did with the survey here, these questions. Um, I asked you like, what are your biggest questions or objections to Christian faith? We'll go with those first and then I'm gonna ask you that other question that I'm cliffhanger. Uh, You have to listen to the end to find out what that question was. Um, But uh, you said some pretty universal questions that uh, people ask, I'm just curious. things that have been bothering you for a while or things that you are just wrestling with or you've thought in the past
2: I would say that there are things that nobody's been able to give me a solid answer on I have asked very many people and it's just people just tell me have faith believe but I'm a question girl like I love to ask and I love to figure things out and so it's just these are just some of the most unanswered ones and so I'm just still curious I love to hear what people have to say about them and so that's why I chose those ones
0: well girl you came to the right place (laughs) (laughs) the minute I saw these questions I'm like well if she really wants to talk about that I know some guests that we should invite on um okay the first question you asked here why does God allow the people in the world to suffer tell me about that question
2: in my mind it just baffles me that there is so many hurting people out there and there is a God who is all powerful and all-knowing and all of these things and he's aware that these things are happening and people say it's for the good and look for the good in it but it is still suffrage and it is still hard and these people are still hurting and to me that just doesn't make sense why that would be allowed and I I do understand that people say to find the positive and look for the good but in the end i just feel like that is a pretty sad thing to be happening when there's somebody who can control it
0: we'll have somebody on to talk about that (laughs) for sure okay and then the second question okay so god gives us free will but if you don't follow him you will have eternal damnation ask uh or tell me about that question
2: Well I was thinking about some questions that I had and that was one that came and I've always wondered this like there are people who live in villages deep in like the jungle and deep in all these places that will never hear of Jesus's word and I mean that's I mean never saying never but it's like they are so far out there and their language hasn't like been translated and to me it just they worship all of these idols that they believe to be God because they don't no and they haven't heard of the Bible, but it's hard to believe that people like that with good intentions and are just trying to live their life but they'll never know about like the truth or about the Bible. It's feels like almost an ultimatum, like you will follow or else, like type of thing, and it's just I don't know, it's sad to me that some of those people will I've never been able to wrap my mind around people who just never hear about it, how they just almost I don't know, don't get a chance. I is that a does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make sure because I was like, maybe I'm getting a little scattered here, but I want to, okay.
0: No, and it's a question that we've, uh, I definitely know that we've talked about before here. Um, and it's a great question. It's a great question. I think it's one that a lot of people, like I said, ask. Um, I guess, what, what are your beliefs about hell at this point? Like if you had to say what you believe personally um where are you at with that Gracie?
2: And this, actually I don't I don't know right now I want to feel like I want to believe that there is like a heaven but I feel like it is just so extreme but I I mean and a good and a bad is like always needed and so the balance of there being Jesus and or God and Satan Like, I understand that, but it just is very scary. It's always been something that's terrifying to me to think about. And I just feel like that is probably true for a lot of people. And it's scary to think about burning, burning in fires for eternity. That sounds horrible. So, of course, I would want to follow Jesus and want to listen to what he has to say. But that almost sounds like you're, like, trying to convince me into something. Like, I'm not sure. It seems like there's a very clear, right answer in this situation, and it's just something I've wrestled with. I'm just not sure. I I mean, I know that there's evil in the world, and that's very clear, and so I want to hope that the evil people in this world get what they deserve, but then it also makes me think the people who've never heard of Jesus are, are good people but just not Christians. Like, I don't want them to burn in hell for eternity because they didn't commit their lives to Jesus, you know, like they, it's a hard one. Honestly, it's, I could go on about it, but yeah, that's about how I feel right now.
0: Yeah. Well, that's honest. And I, I think your concerns are valid and they're ones that a lot of people are asking. So thank you for being honest about that, Gracie. And, um, and we definitely can get someone on here to talk about Jesus and fire insurance and, uh, (laughs) Um, and, uh, all those hard questions and, and they're good ones to be asking. They're good ones to be asking. Um, this last one was really, uh, I, I think is really interesting. And it's one that I've, um, I, I know that I've, I've, talked with people about, I don't know if I've ever talked with someone on the podcast about, which is really cool. Um, do you want to go ahead and share what that question is and, um, what your thoughts are on it?
2: Yeah. So my question is what? what was God's role before creating the universe? Because in the Bible, it starts off, he created, I mean, I can't quote it directly, but he created like seven days, you know, and every day he created something new. And so I've just always been curious, like what was going on before that? Like you made the earth in seven days, but what were you doing before that time? Like, it's just very, very curious to me because I'm, I'm not sure. It's like an unanswered question. And so I just don't know. It's very like intriguing. I just am curious.
0: Well, I'm excited because these are great questions. Also, is it okay with you if we bring somebody on to talk about Church Hurt and some of that? Um, would that be okay to kind of wrestle with some of the stuff that you shared about? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that am be fine with that.
0: <laughs> okay, this is the, the hard question. Uh, and when the guy was talking about this, Brad, I was like, ooh, that's a really hard question. Do people actually answer that? Um, But the question is, what sins do you think that you struggle with the most? If you can't see her because I didn't show you the video, her look was like, whoa. (laughs) That's a hard question, right?
2: Yes, it's hard. It makes me feel like I'd be exposing myself quite a bit. But um, Do you actually want me to answer Um, I would say, sorry, I didn't have that much time to think about this. Um, the first one that comes to mind is honestly, I feel like I want things my way a lot of the time and it hurts if I don't, but I've been trying really hard to learn how to be okay with things changing or things not going your way or like no matter how hard like you want something sometimes it just doesn't work out like that and so I would say I don't know if that what necessarily you would call that but I just have a hard time when things aren't going my way I guess (laughs) and um yeah I also feel like sometimes that it's easy to want like material possessions and want things like that and so probably seeing like that was hard growing up I'd always see what other people had and compare it to what I had and just never measured up but that's what happens when you compare things you always like fall short right and so probably those things but I can't can say that I've like actively been working on them but those are probably my biggest
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you think I should keep that question there should I just uh, toss it it's very personal what do you think
2: I'm not sure (laughs) honestly I feel like since I am like I've These are things, if someone wanted to talk to me about them, I would be open to a conversation, but just keeping it real. like That's just genuinely how it is. And I mean, I've become very grateful for the things I have and learned to look for the good in situations versus like being upset that they didn't go my way and trying to find the positive in it. And so I would say that those things have definitely helped me. And it's important to be able to air your dirty laundry sometimes, I think.
0: What if we put something along the lines, because I'm thinking about the questionnaire moving forward, um, like something like, uh, what would you say keeps you apart from God the most? Something like that. That's a little less like the sin word kind of like sounds like a hammer a little bit. Am I right?
2: Yes, I would agree. I feel like, yeah, sin sounds. it's like a little, it's hard to swallow. It's like a hard pill to swallow because you don't want to like say things that you've done wrong. I feel like it's hard to point and like point those out and be vulnerable about that but that is I feel like the way you worded it the second time would probably be more received like it'd be received better on the other end
0: but should I leave that part in or should I cut it out what do you want me to do I'm gonna leave that up to you (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here first it's staying in Uh, (laughs) oh no (laughs) Um, you know it's funny? I side note. Um, my family, I I I've been like a little convicted about like, oh, I I want my children to learn some Bible verses cuz they we read the Bible and different things, but we we don't do that, you know? We don't really memorize scripture with them. And so I thought of this guy in our church growing up. He was this older gentleman, he was probably in his 70s, and he would every week he would teach these kids a different Bible verse that started with a different letter of the, the alphabet. That's cool. I, I thought it was cool too. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to teach my kids a Bible verse. Now, I didn't get the whole verse right because it doesn't actually start with A. It's four, but it's Romans 3.23. This is the verse of the week. For all <laughs> have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And... Um, I keep telling the kids in the car, and we've got our exchange student who, you know, faith is uh, she's got a different faith than we do at this point. And I'm like, but the, the the good news is coming. Wait for the good news. You know, that's why Jesus came. And so, um but yeah, sin without Christ is kind of uh, it does sound like dirty laundry, doesn't it?
2: It does indeed yes
0: <laughs> um, all right. so, I'm going to go ahead and reach out to some Christian guests, um, have them listen to this conversation, see if they will come on and talk with us. What do you think? Do you think you'll come back again if you, uh, if you have time? I know you're a busy young woman, so did I scare you away? How was this?
2: No, you did not scare me away. I actually really valued our conversation today, and if I do have the time, I will be back.
0: Well, Gracie, thank you for joining me. Oh, one final question. I always ask everybody. I forget it sometimes. So I can't say I always ask everybody. I try to ask everybody. It's the same question all the time. The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards finding restoration, eternity, authenticity, or love in relationship with Jesus Christ. Real is an acronym for those things. Restoration, that God restores and redeems the things that are broken. Eternity, that there's hope for an eternal life after all of this craziness. Authenticity, that he knows us better than we know ourselves and that true identity is found in him. And love, that there is grace and forgiveness for any dirty laundry that we ever could bring to him. Of those things, restoration, eternity, authenticity, or love. Which stands out to you the most in your life right now, and why?
2: Probably, I don't know if I can say it, but authenticity, just because I've been trying really hard lately just to be like authentically true to myself, and I feel like that's like what God wants from me, is He just wants me to be me, so I think that's a good reminder to stay authentic and be you. Mm
0: Gracie, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait for this. Thank you so much for saying yes. Uh, She's smiling. She's okay.
2: (laughs) I'm good. I'm good.
0: (laughs) Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This season, we are inviting young women to join me as they share their personal stories and ask honest questions or share objections to the Christian faith. We hope to feature a different story each month, and then invite Christian guests on to share from their own journeys and experiences, and maybe answer some of those questions in follow-up episodes. Friend, the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is still in the restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love business. I know not everyone has experienced that, but if you're curious at all at whether there's something real to be found in Jesus, I invite you to come back next week as we continue on a journey towards finding something real in relationship with him. Until
2: next time.